This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, J. Will. What up, boys? What's happening? You know, just a popping 90 degrees at 4 a.m. in the morning here. You getting ready to go for a swim? Yeah. Come on, Key. I can't tell my secrets, man. Put my putting my business in the streets. What you thinking, man? I mean, it's what what is four a.m. You say four a.m. Yeah. So yeah, he's in Phoenix right now. Again, game Did two of the room Conference yet? Finals tonight. No, man. I just had, I had the coffee. You know, I watch you guys for the first hour. I watch you, Key, and uh, I'm here, ready to go. How'd we do? We fire you up? No, not really. Oh, kind of underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This dude went to Duke. I mean, uh, it's Key in the Sag I mean, Harbor shirt. What, what, what's your, Sag Harbor sweater? He's going Sag Harbor. Are you, are you going Sag Harbor again, Key? Tourist. <laughs> <laughs> Tourist. There wasn't, there wasn't anything, Jay, that, that we talked about like that might have made you want to scream at your radio or television? I mean, uh, the, the Kobe stuff just gets me. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I talked to Pat Costello yesterday, our producer, and as soon as he went to – so, Stephen, I was like, no, don't talk to me about that. You don't I'm not – Going there. I'm not going to do that to my boy, Devin Booker. I'm not going to compare him to potentially the greatest ever that we've seen in the same category of Michael, LeBron, if you want to put him up. He's up there, in my opinion. I'm not doing that to Devin Booker at 24 years old. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But we just did. No, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Y'all just go ahead and and venture. (laughs) You you did that. (laughs) Yes. I didn't do it, and it doesn't sound like Jay's doing it. No, he's definitely not doing it. But Steve, all right, well, I didn't do it. Stephen A did it. I I don't mean I got to do it and Keith got to do it. That's all I wanted to know is what you guys thought. I mean, he's good, like I said, Jay, but I mean, come on, man. It's like, you can't do that, though. That's what I'm saying, Keith. This is what I hate about it. Even when it's late, you can't do it. So, homie came on our show and was like, and I, I wrote it all down too. All I mean, all NBA player multiple times won multiple Wait, who's championships. Homie? The caller, oh, the caller, the call. scoring yeah. champion. Yeah. All by the time he was 24 years old, and I'm like, I, I, that allowed Devin Booker to have a Western Conference Finals complete series. Like, <laughs> let Game my man one. get them to the World Championship before we start saying, hey, he's he's the next Kobe. I'm like, he he has similarities to Kobe. I like that he has the Black Mamba mentality to a degree, but I'm not going to say he's the next Kobe Bryant. Like, he has a lot more to accomplish in his career before we can even start to mention his name in the same breath as Kobe. And it's no disrespect to Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker. He's nasty, but you're doing a disservice to Devin Booker. Let him be the next great Devin Booker. And, and, and Kobe was both sides of the floor. And not that Devin Booker can't develop that, but because of his offensive performance and 40 points and uh, what was it, 13, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, something along those lines, it, 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 the conversation started. And, and you can't have that conversation, like you said, Jay, after one cool game. Yeah, Ken, Minus Kawhi Leonard. And now you just – let's just – for a minute, yes. right? Just and then you slow start it breaking down. down Devin Booker's game, which demeans Devin Booker. 
right? You're like, well, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do this. I'm not coming to the table telling you what Devin Booker doesn't do, comparing him to Kobe. I want to elevate Devin Booker. I want to talk about how good Devin Booker is, not debase him, comparing him to Kobe Bryant at this stage right now. And, and, and so much comes with comparisons, and I and I tell you and Alan this all the time when we talk about players, it's so much more that comes with it, right? When you start comparing, yes, we can compare the on-court, on-court things that Devin Booker show in flashes, but it's so much more off the court that goes with what that person embodies as a whole. You can't just say, he reminds the Kobe Bryant, blah, blah, blah. Well, Kobe Bryant... Do speak like eighteen thousand different languages. Yeah, all, Kobe, just, just Kobe had an aura. Kobe had a, he was box office. I just always felt like that about Kobe. He was like moving the room. One. Yeah, yeah. He moving yeah. the room. Yeah, he was when, box when, office. When 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 Peanut Head walked through the door, he was moving the room. Period. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't know that Devin Booker has gotten there, or if Devin Booker will ever get to moving the room because there's only a handful of people, Jay, as you know, being around sports as long as you've been around. When people walk in the room. The room get quiet. Mm-hmm. And Kobe Bryant is one of those. Magic Johnson, you know, LeBron James, and Larry James. Bird. Them dudes walk in the room and everybody go, oh, damn. Guess it, who's here? Here's the difference, right? <laughs> you know? Like, like, and that's exactly the point. Like, think about this. Kobe was in a This Is Sports Center commercial when he was a rookie, mm-hmm. I believe, with you. Yes. Shall we? It's our job to help educate first-year players on how to deal with us, with the media. It's like our own little rookie camp. What are you going to say? A guy comes up and says, how are you going to do this week? Hopefully I'll do well. Hope no. we will do well. That's, that's very 70s. That's very touchy. Let's try I guarantee we're going to win. What are you going to do when Michael Jordan is coming up the next game? What are you going to say to him? Good luck in the game. Good luck in the game, Michael. Good luck in the game, Mr. Jordan. No. You're going to say, I told Mike I'm going to take you to school. Controversy. Money. We're making a difference. And you can see it every day. That's tremendous commercial. Carl Ravitch, Kenny Mayne, and the great Stuart Scott in there I didn't know that was coming. You You know, Keyshawn was like, man, you know I don't talk like this. They're trying to set me up. (laughs) No, it's a commercial, man. It's promotion. But that's the example, though, is is – that's the snap crackle pop we're talking about. That that's that's really that's Allen. They ain't gonna catch me again. You ain't gonna hear me on national TV comparing nobody again. Well, Caught me once. You don't want to do that ever. I'm again. not doing it again. I tell you what. Maybe Stephen A. was doing that to cover for you. He thought, let me put this out there in the world and people stop coming at Jay Will. Well, I mean, there. I, I, we got. I'm happy Stephen A. is coming on today because we got a lot to talk about. I mean, we we said Donovan Mitchell is the greatest Utah Jazz player ever. Mm. And who then said we that? that up with Devin Booker. Wait, who said that? Stephen A. He said he Donovan Mitchell is the greatest Utah Jazz player ever. See, I gotta ever. finish. Medical I'm like, school. hold on, man. We 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 put in Donovan Mitchell over Carl Malone. Carl yeah. Malone is one of the all time leading scorers in the history of the league. John Stockton. I need John to Stockton, finish. What are doing? I need to finish medical school though. You want to know why? Because I need to check Stephen A.'s brain. Seriously. Like, come on, man. Stop. Have you seen? I, I think it works just fine. Stop. How's it working? He's out doing for him pretty right well. Now? Yeah. No, I need well to check his brain. I don't, don't want to get into his. No, I'm going to check his brain. Pocket, but I think he's I'm doing just fine. I'm going to check his brain. About what? Because if he said, now, I, I didn't know he said he's, that. I got to check his brain. Hey, not Steve yet. He's coming out to Phoenix. Not. We're gonna have our little set. We we, we should bring him on tomorrow. We we, we <laughs> I'm gonna tell him, man. I got to check your brain, Stephen. Or today, John Stockton. You know, call Malone. Let's just come on now. 
Yeah, that, pump the brakes yeah. a little bit. Out. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm with you. Look that's back. why I gotta check his brakes. That's a take. That's and a now, take. Look what you've been doing you the whole time. You're telling me all the things about why Devin Booker isn't Kobe Bryant, and like I'm saying, like why are we coming into our energy today doing that to Devin Booker? A man had a 40 point triple double. Like let him shine. Let him live. Let him do his thing without trying to compare him to somebody else so fast. Man, as I said at the beginning of the show, it's called first take for a reason, right? I, I yeah, I'm not. It, it's called I, I, first know, take man. for a I reason. Know. But but it ain't. But it man, ain't, it's. But Stephen A. ain't just those saying. Are two, but, those but are two. Those are two. I can tell you right now, Stephen A. ain't just saying something to be saying. This is what he believes. So if you believe that, you say that. Stephen A. ain't just throwing it against him just for people to get eyeballs. This is what this man believes. Stephen A. is not going to say it just to say it. He believes that Devin There's Booker no could be. No way he. Now he didn't say could be. Okay, he's he is, the, is next. the next, next. is the because next. he believes that Stephen A's not gonna just say it. He really believes Donovan Mitchell is the greatest Utah Jazz player. <laughs> he believes that. How could you believe that? Because he sees the body Donovan of work Mitchell that John actually, Stockton but he out actually there? sees Donovan Mitchell winning a championship in Utah. He actually well, then believes say that. It after that happens. Well, I mean, that's what he wanted to say it then. <laughs> He certainly it's did. a good hedge on bet, though, because, I mean, Utah was very well positioned to win it this year. Mm-hmm. And it feels like yeah, so they might Denver, be one of the yes. – And so was Portland. And so was the Brooklyn, Lakers. And, Brooklyn, and so was and everybody yeah, not, not really with Denver because, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. injury that they had, yeah. the Lakers injuries. Like, oh. you know, it's not until Donovan Mitchell got hurt and then Mike Conley. Like, it, they were well positioned to do it. Disappointing season with the way things ended for the Jazz. Yeah. All right. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. Wake up, Jay! A unanimous decision yesterday and the NCAA might be the one that got knocked out. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. (laughs) For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So the story that really broke pretty much right after the show yesterday, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court sided with former athletes. It's about um, time. In the NCAA compensation case, the Supreme Court it was nine nothing. It was unanimous. Like they never agree. I guess like, rarely do you get a unanimous decision on anything at that level. Uh, but they decided uh, that the NCAA can't for enforce rules limiting education-related benefits that colleges offer to student athletes. Uh, the ruling will help determine whether schools decide to offer athletes benefits for items such as tutoring study abroad programs, graduate scholarships, and the case uh, doesn't decide, however, whether students can be paid salaries. 
Judge Brett Kavanaugh wrote that nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on Mm. the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. Under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. It is amazing to me, guys, that benefits such as tutoring and study abroad and as you mentioned, also, like, you know, you get a laptop with that with that class or whatever it is. It comes with uh, the program you're in, whatever the school you might be in to study. Oh, you can't have that. It's a benefit like that. I never like that's mind boggling to think that that stuff was not available to a student athlete. But yeah, it's always it, it, the Supreme I, I Court has now said that can't happen. Certain universities, I feel like it's always been available. Tutoring and things like that was available at USC. Uh, and you know that when when teams travel, there are tutors. So there's more to this. But what this does open though is opens the door now to start getting deeper into what schools can and cannot do. As you saw, what Kavanaugh wrote there to discuss this and more with us, Jay Billis, our ESPN College Basketball Analyst, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Jay. Uh, can I get your reaction to the news from yesterday and and where this might be headed? Well, it's a colossal loss for the NCAA and a, a crushing blow to the, the principle of amateurism and really a, a massively stupid decision by the NCAA to petition the Supreme Court to take the Alston case in the first place. The, the ruling in the Ninth Circuit um, by Judge Claudia Wilkin, although it was not perfect for the NCAA, had a lot of good things in there, and that wasn't good enough. And the NCAA decided to take it to the Supreme Court and they got absolutely slammed and lost protections that they've had for the last 40 years that won them uh, close to 80% of the cases that were brought on amateurism. And they're not going to win those cases anymore. So uh, this was a huge loss. And even though it was limited, it was limited in scope because the plaintiffs didn't ask for anything more than than, uh, an increase in educational benefits. But that signaled that uh, it's open season on amateurism now. So all these cases that are going to be brought coming up, there are going to be cases. There are a couple cases now on name, image, and likeness, but there'll be more brought. And there'll be more brought on compensation limits, period. Uh, and that'll be open season on the NCAA. And the, the, the highest court in the land has basically said the NCAA does not get rule of reason uh, protect, or they don't get protection anymore as far as uh, being presumed to be pro-competitive, their restrictions, they're going to be analyzed under the rule of reason, uh, which means the NCAA is going to start losing these cases. And and then Justice Kavanaugh's concurring opinion, although it is not binding precedent, it is certainly authority. And it is a clear signal that the NCAA, the, the, the Supreme Court of the United States, thinks that the NCAA is a serial violator of antitrust law. And, uh, and this is going to uh, bring together all the different circuits um, uh, in the United States. There have been circuit splits in the past, and, the, and the, the, the NCAA is not going to get the deference from the courts as far as what amateurism means uh, and, and whether it's a, you know, a bedrock principle. The Supreme Court said that was, that was just uh, dicta in, the, in something called the Board of Regents case in 1984, and uh, and that's not going to be used in in the NCAA's favor anymore. That was that was a massive massive loss yesterday. Jay, what what does this actually mean for the players now? Well, key, it means that uh, they're they're going to get the benefit now of 
of increased benefits having to do with education that are quote unquote tethered to education. It doesn't mean that the floodgates are going to be open to name, image, and likeness or pay, but that's coming. Uh, what, what the Supreme Court basically said is, if you apply our reasoning here for uh, educational benefits to name, image, and likeness, or to, to frankly, to pay, uh, how is the how is the NCAA going to justify uh, its position on that? They're not going to be able to do it, or at least they don't see a way that they can do it. And they're not going to get that sort of presumption that their rules are pro-competitive. Uh, they're going to have to prove that they're not anti-competitive, and they're going to have a difficult time doing it, and I don't think they can. And you know, look, Justice Kavanaugh uh, wrote something that I think a lot of us have been saying for a long time. If you applied this to any other industry, it would be per se illegal and struck down immediately. Uh, so now the NCAA is just like everybody else. I mean, they, they, they are, they are th- this is fact. The NCAA has been found in courts around the country and twice now by the Supreme Court to be a serial antitrust violator. And, and that's beyond discussion. That, that's fact. And I think the message has been sent by the highest court in the land to other courts uh, in this country that the NCAA no longer is going to get protection from the courts. They're going to be like every other multi-billion dollar business, and they're going to have to stop violating federal antitrust law. But, but another thing it means, Key, is that name, image, and likeness, the NCAA is not going to pass any name, image, and likeness legislation on its own now. Because those include restrictions, and those restrictions are going to be struck down by the courts. And so they're not going to do it. They're going to go back on bended knee to Congress and say, please bail us out of this by allowing us to continue to violate antitrust law. And I, I, find, I would find it really hard to believe that Congress is going to allow them to do that. So what we'll see coming up are, are we're, going to, we're going to go forward, and, and everybody's going to be allowed to do what their state allows them to do with regard to name, image, and likeness. And what I believe is going to happen is we're going to see that the world will remain firmly on its axis. The business will go forward. (laughs) Fans will come into the stadiums and we'll be just fine. And that's exactly what the NCAA doesn't want because uh, they've been saying that the world will crumble if athletes get more than a scholarship and it won't. JB, sunlight is a great disinfectant. I got to tell you that. And uh, to use a boxing analogy, is this the – opening punch of the final combination for the NCAA? Yeah, Jay, I think it, I think this signals that amateurism, I, I mean, I, I don't think amateurism exists now. I think it's a phony concept and it's just a, it's just a restriction on one class of person in a multi-billion dollar business. I mean, just to give you an example, uh, you know, 30 years ago, the NCAA had something called a restricted earnings coach in, in basketball where it was really well intended, they want to give they wanted to give younger coaches an opportunity to learn while they were you know uh, learn as a coach and move up in the business. So they could only be paid fifteen thousand dollars. Schools started rotating their coaching staff through that position and all that stuff. So the the coaches sued under the same theory that that the athletes sued here in the Alston case, and and that was seen as an antitrust violation. So there's no debate that the NCAA can't, you know, all the institutions can't get together and say, okay, here's what, here's the limit on what we can pay coaches. Here's the limit on, on what we can pay uh, administrators. You know, they know that would be an antitrust violation, but they've always been given deference by the courts that they can do this to athletes. 
that somehow um, you know amateurism is a is a, a an important part of the college sports industry, an important part of the American landscape, and and the court, the Supreme Court just said no, it's not. None of that, none of that was a ruling. None of that is true, and uh, so you're on your own, and you got to start um, doing business just like everybody else. So I think it's a pretty clear signal that the NCAA's rules are going to be challenged and they're going to lose while they probably have won 75 percent of the cases on this stuff they're going to start losing all of them now and and i think they know it uh so amateur i don't think amateurism has ever been real it's always been a sham but the supreme court just basically said it's a sham and they said it's open season on on these rules and we're going to see a lot of lawsuits coming up right now and uh and i think the plaintiffs in those lawsuits are going to win them Jay Billis joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline as we're talking about the Supreme Court and its 9-0 decision in favor, unanimous in favor, uh, or actually against the NCAA uh, about limiting education-related benefits, and the door now opens for more as even the conversation has gone forward. But as you mentioned, Jay, you know we've had 19 states passing laws uh, in the last couple of years uh, about name, image, and likeness and how players can start making money from third-party endorsements. You just said, because I think the story has been that the NCAA has been trying to come up with their own way to, you know, before any of the laws come out, I don't know, we'll handle it in-house. And you said this might make them now kind of retreat from that instead of coming up with rules because you, you, you feel even if they do come up with new rules that allow players, uh, student-athletes, to make money off name, image, image, and likeness, there'll still be restrictions to it. So, therefore, you don't see that becoming a thing. You think that's going to happen – through the government, through through the courts, that's what the NCAA wants. Like, look, when, when this is probably October of 2019, the NCAA came out and said they want to pass name, image, and likeness legislation. I was one of those that said, no, they don't. They're saying they do, but they're not going to do it, and they haven't done it, um, and they're not going to now. So the Supreme Court decision is going to give the NCAA pause that if they pass name, image, and likeness rights, they're just passing restrictive legislation that's going to be struck down later and it's going to cause more litigation. So what they'll do, what I believe they'll do, I should say, is they'll let these, uh, they'll go forward and basically put rules that say you can do whatever your state says you can do. And, and that will be okay. You know, that'll be okay with NCAA rules. And then they'll go to Congress and say, we can't have these differing state laws and operate a, a competitive business and have, um, you know, have competitive balance throughout the country. You know, th- this is impossible, even though we have differing state laws with regard to taxation, all these other things, and we do just fine. So uh, that, that's what I think will happen. But, uh, you know, the, the NCAA has never wanted to allow athletes any more than a scholarship. Um, they've always been restrictive in, in this fashion. Uh, but And I think one of the things that I think is interesting is we're talking now, and coaches are talking about it, about this, this drastic change we're seeing in the college sports landscape. And I would challenge that. I would say that we've had incredible change and drastic change since the 1984 Board of Regents decision. But the change has all come on the revenue generation side. You know, there's been drastic change in what coaches make and what we spend on facilities and what we – what we make with regard to media rights deals and apparel deals. And nobody has said it's going to ruin anything. Nobody has said people are going to turn away, but now athletes may get more than a scholarship and somehow the sky is falling and the whole business is at risk. 
that's laughably stupid. And, and that's not going to happen. You know, if, if people didn't turn away with all the commercialization in college sports, they're not going to turn away if the athletes do commercials and if the athletes get paid by their schools. That's not going to happen. They fly private. They do all these other things. Um, so I, I would push back on that idea that somehow the college sports model is being turned upside down. Um, the college sports model has been about making as much money as you can, except for the athletes. That's the college sports model. Uh, it is all about money. So, yeah, and we saw that through the pandemic. Uh, this is just about the athletes being able to participate <clears throat> in the multi-billion-dollar business, just like everybody else. Yeah, and, and they are obviously the biggest part of it. There's no doubt about it. Jay, great insight as always. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you, guys. All right, Jay Billis on the Goodyear Jay, Hotline. Jay. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, are we headed for another title in, get this, Champa Bay? I haven't heard that one. That's after Sports Center. Pass, miss, point in front. Kutrov grabs center point. Headman, left circle. Snap goes. Score! Will he hit the net, Phil? He rips it home. A power play goal for Stamkos. It's 4 nothing Lightning. No, that turned into 8 nothing Lightning, who took a 3-2 series lead in the Stanley Cup semifinals against the Islanders. It was Tampa's largest postseason shutout win in franchise history. Braden Point scored a goal in his eighth straight game. Now two games away from time, the longest, post, longest streak in postseason history. That was held by Flyers' Reggie Leach back in 1976. Game 6, Wednesday at the Coliseum in New York. To the NFL, Carl Nassib becomes the first active NFL player to come out as gay. The 28-year-old defensive end made the announcement on Instagram yesterday saying, quote, I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest, end quote. Reaction to Nassib's announcement was immediate, including NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, who said the league is, quote, proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today, end quote. To the NBA, Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals tonight. The Clippers will be without Kawhi Leonard once again. The Suns without Chris Paul again. Now Kawhi is nursing a sprained knee while CP3, he's in the NBA's health and safety protocol. They both missed game one, which the Suns won 120-114. to 114. The Suns put their franchise best eight-game postseason streak on the line at 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Our coverage begins on ESPN Radio at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a big disappointment. And if you think about last year again because of COVID, it's really remarkable what they accomplished. The teams will approach you a little bit differently. You know, you're kind of the team everyone's watching now, so there's different degrees of expectation. There's more external noise. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. August, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's go back to the Goodyear Hotline and chat with Damian Woody, our ESPN NFL analyst. And D. Wood, you know, we were just talking about how the Bucs maybe could get back to a Super Bowl, win another championship, and it's like, seems like Tampa just does a lot of, yeah, you know, again. I don't even know you can score eight goals in hockey. See, again. (laughs) Why are you jabbing him, Key? I just was thinking about it, that's all. Since Woody was going to join us. Yeah. 
Cold blooded. CD Wood, cold blooded, man. I mean, we both really reveled in that game four win for the Islanders. A huge, I mean, that final play, stopping a goal at the buzzer to preserve the win, even the series up. And then, man, what happened last night? You're a defensive guy. What happened last night? So, Alan, let me go. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way because I hear Key back there giggling and all that type of stuff. Mm. So, here's the deal, okay? I stopped watching when it was 4 nothing. Yeah, I'm too. like, okay, it's time for me to find something else because I already <laughs> see how this is going down. But I like him what happened last night to when I was with the Jets, man. We went to the we went up to New England, we lost 45 to 3. We lost 45, we lost 45 to 3. Hey. Uh, you know, during my time with Rex up there, it was a total embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just got slaughtered up in New England. And remember we came we came back later in the year in the playoffs and in the divisional round and we won up in Foxborough. That's the Bart so, Scott can't listen, wait game, right? It, it, listen, as bad as as bad as that score was last night, and it was awful. Awful. My thing, Barry, I would tell Barry Trops, listen, don't even watch the tape. Mm-mm. Bury the tape just like we buried the football from that game. And the series is still 3-2. Regardless of what happened last night, the series is still 3-2, and you just got to move on from there. Are you going to be in All the right, building? Coach. Are you going to be in the building on Wednesday night? I am going to be in the building. All right. They got skunk. Now I feel like I have to go. <laughs> See, these, all they're doing, all they're doing is laughing at me today. Every, I mean, the sports center, we're leading with it. We never it talk though. hockey on this show until but, the Islanders lose eight nothing. Every team you go for though. What do you mean? Jets, Knicks. A lot of pain, Alan. A lot of pain. Yeah. A lot of pain for you. That is true. <laughs> there really is a lot. Got a lot of, pain. of cuts on your body. <laughs> it makes me stronger, though. Damn it! It makes me stronger. So, can we talk about other things now? Let's move on. <laughs> to uh, Mike Tannenbaum told us yesterday he feels like the Bucks uh, should they their their goal they should be back in the Super Bowl next year. And you look at the NFC. We were trying to talk about like what like who are the biggest challengers to them. When you when you think about all right, who should come out of the NFC? Is are the Bucks that team for you? Well, listen. First of all, you know with Mike T saying they should, you know that's a no no. Each season is its own season. Every team is its own is its own team. And I understand that all the starters are coming back, but last year was last year, man. And um, I, I would say the Bucks are the favorites, but you also got to look at a team like the Los Angeles Rams. I wouldn't discount the Los Angeles Rams in that mix as well. And and obviously, depending on what happens in Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers come back comes back, they'll be in the mix as well. But I really like what the what the Rams have done. You know, obviously bringing over Matthew Stafford and and uh, all the all the people that they have, all the personnel that they have on that team. So it's not going to be an easy role for Tampa. You know, when you win a Super Bowl, man, you got you got to have a little a special mix. You got obviously you got to be good, and you got to be healthy, and you got to be a little lucky. Um, although all those three, all, all three of those things going to come back again. We'll see. Woody, you 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 mentioned the Los Angeles Rams. How much pressure? is on Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, knowing that Sean McVay went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and came up short, but had some success with Goff. When Matthew Stafford lifetime is 0-3 coming out of Detroit, they gave up a handsome ransom to get him. And in L.A., L.A. is a city of champions. Key, I think I talked to you about this before. I think Matthew Stafford is under the most pressure this year of any player. I mean, think about it, Key. This is a guy, quite honestly, that hasn't won anything in the National Football League. He's put up stats. There's no question about that. But he hasn't won anything in the National Football League. 
And for the Rams to jettison the guy that took them to the Super Bowl, and they've had some success with and with, with Jerry Goff at the helm, and they gave up a they gave up a bounty, they gave up a pretty penny to bring over Matthew Stafford with that roster that they have. It's it's Super Bowl or bust. There are no more excuses for Matthew Stafford, for Sean McVay, for Les Snead. There's no excuses now. It's Super Bowl or bust out there in L.A. D. Woody, one of the teams I didn't hear you mention was the Dallas Cowboys. If they get their O-line right, can they contend for a Super Bowl? I Listen, I think Dallas will be much improved this year. I don't know about Super Bowl, but I think when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you talk about Dak Prescott and what he means uh, to that organization. I mean, it was obvious last year. But the true identity of the Dallas Cowboys is their offensive line. And remember, I mean, they, they had three guys who missed significant parts of the season last year, Leo Collins, uh, um, Zach Martin, and, uh, and, and, and Tyron Smith. So all three of those guys are coming back healthy. That's going to be huge for the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to help their defense because they're going to be able to run the ball. Apparently Zeke is in the best shape of his life, and we know they can have weapons on the outside. So I think Dallas is going to win the NFC East. I don't know if they're in the tier of, of the Tampa Bay Bucks or the Los Angeles Rams, but they'll make the playoffs for sure, in my opinion. Demi Woody joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So, D. Wood, uh, Carl Nassib yesterday made some news in the NFL, uh, going on to Instagram to uh, announce that he was coming out as gay, and it was something that was received well, as it should, obviously, uh, from not only the commissioner, from the union, but a lot of players around the league and also uh, in sports. Key was talking earlier in the show about how, you know, because we talk about, of course, what comes from this is, you know, what happens on the field, what is said, how it's handled, uh, locker room kind of stuff. You were a guy who played in the league a long time. What was your reaction? And, you know, if he was a teammate of yours, how would you handle it? What would you, you know, what would be your thinking? Well, first of all, I'm proud of him, man. Listen, I think the fact that he was able to, feel comfortable enough to, to, you know, put it to announce his truth out there. Uh, it just shows you the steps that I think we're taking um, in society and, and more so uh, in the National Football League. Are we there yet? Absolutely not. But I think as a, as a former player, I look at it as, man, there's, there's so many things that, you know, a lot of guys take for granted. You know, you have, you know, functions and, you know, after the game, a lot of guys have their wives and significant others. And there are guys who – there are more car naps out there. There's no question about that in, in, in the National Football League. And for them to kind of have to, you know, be kind of incognito about their lifestyle, you know, it, it's, um, it's a shame. It really is. It's a shame. And, and I think for him to make that announcement, I think – Hopefully, it will embolden others to come forward because no one should should have to live in the, in the shadows as far as their personal life is concerned. Yeah, I, I, that's how I felt. Like, Woody, is that is that it's it's we're talking about how oh he's going to be a leader, an example of stuff. How about he just can now exhale and just live his life and not feel like right, he's got to exactly. hide things and just be happy with who you are. Great to talk to you, my man, and thanks for that pep talk. I still don't feel good after an eight nothing <laughs> loss. Y'all got skunk. I'll see you Wednesday night. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Key, calm down, bro. Uh, he's the, calm oh, down, the whole Key. show, man. They're just not going to let me hit it. I didn't even know you could do it. a hat trick three times. D- will you stop, <laughs> Damian Woody? <laughs> Your math is terrible, by the way. Damian Woody. No, twice, I mean, my bad. Oh, yeah, whatever. Get him out. All right, so coming up. Hey, you know, remember when Hamilton said, I'm not going to throw away my shot. But 176er did. We'll discuss. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health and this year has gone quickly and so i'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far think about what you would be proud of what's something you still want to accomplish this year and when life goes fast it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins and therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Will Zoo, when we're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, and a discussion that we've got to get into about Doc Rivers and his plan for Ben Simmons in a minute. But first, we got to take Jay in Chicago, who wants to ask Key a question. Come on, Jay. Get him, Jay. Yeah, so I want to know, Key, man, yeah, how are you going to pick on uh, Allen for a sport you don't even know nothing about, man? Oh. I mean, that's like me so making you, fun so, of you so for let me being ask a you a question. who complains. Let me ask you a question, Jay. <laughs> do you know that I don't know about hockey? Do you know that? I do. I you do. do. I do. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. And how do you know? When's the la- because when's the last time the Islanders were in the Stanley Cup Finals? That doesn't mean I don't know nothing about hockey. Maybe I don't know about the Islanders. How about that? Hey, what's, tell me about offsides, man. How about I don't care about hockey? How about that? And how about – That's just a quick turn. And how about – and how about if I want to poke fun at, uh, fun at Alan Hahn about getting skunked eight to zero? Why do you have to even bring that up? I can do that because I choose to do it. If you don't like the fact that I poke fun at Alan Hahn about hockey, first of all, I don't talk about hockey. If you watch it or listen to our show, Alan Hahn does a Sports Center updates. He talks about hockey. 
I poke fun at him and Woody about getting skunked. All right. So there you, you don't go, need Jay. To keep saying that though. See, see, Jay in Chicago. This is what this is what we deal with every day. You can't win an argument with Keith. It's, it's not an not argument. It's a to, conversation, it, Williams. Right. And see, you can once it. again. I'm not trying to have a conversation with you, Key, or argue with you. You're right. I hear you. I'm just trying to inform our boy Jay in Chicago that doesn't matter what he says, he's not going to be able to talk you into the fact that you don't know hockey, Key. That's what I'm saying. And guess what? I don't want to know hockey. I got two teams. I got one team in hockey. It's called the L.A. Kings. Oh, did they win go. or here did we, they lose? Here we go. That's it. That's, that's, that's your problem. You see, man, see, see Jay, does. I appreciate you trying to come to my defense but you don't need to because while while Jay Will might say you know, you know no, Key, Jay Key Will wins, trying to I disagree. The, you, oh, I'm Jay Will, you lose by not wanting to know about hockey. Don't you get mad losing. at the, Don't get mad at the kid that was laughing at the joke in the bus, Key. Don't try to turn this on me. Uh, you and Jay in Chicago, you focus on that battle right now. Well, you know what? I ain't got no battle in Chicago. All he know is like this: when the Islanders come back in the series and win it and go to the Stanley Cup Finals, you will be there with me as promised. SUV. At Nassau Coliseum Full meal for a Stanley SUV Cup finals security game. and we're good. Yeah, no, all that's Full taken care of. SUV security, done. we're good. All of it's done. VIP I'll be treatment. there and I'll be watching. You're going to get a jersey with your name on it. It's a period, You'll be on right? the jumbo truck. We'll watch the first period. Is Jay new to the show, though? Jay Keys all the time talking about sports he doesn't know anything about. Did he hear our NFL conversation Oh, my earlier? goodness. <laughs> or basketball that or baseball. The hot, that's the hottest. college Evan. football. Evan's or college take basketball. right there was a hotter take than Stephen A. saying that Booker is the next Kobe. <laughs> if, if like, that's the up, hottest take I've heard on this show since I've been uh, if, helping if, out. If you're going to sit up and listen helping to Evan, out. <laughs> An individual who got his job based on his father's activities oh, in the see, sports the rails we go. Then don't the rails. go right ahead and listen to him. If you're going please. to listen it is to a guy. Next Father's Day weekend, I did thank it's my dad over. for the job. Yes, that, and you, you told him, I Evan, said, You make the most out of what you get, brother. As I said before, if you're going to listen to a young man who got his job based on his father's accolades as a Major sports Alan, we're moving on, Los Han. Angeles area. We're moving on, Han. Okay. Stop, well. enough. What do you mean? I don't, no, I don't like no, no, when you on. treat our family that way, Kayshawn. I don't like it. <laughs> Kayshawn, listen, I had a really good tease, and I want to pay it off. Damn it. And that had to do All with right, Ben why, Simmons. This is why this show And I need to yeah, – is what? Right. We're in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> That's why that, – we're so in trouble. We're still on the air. Go ahead. Somehow, yes, we're on the Ocho <laughs> at this point. But, I love but the Doc, Ocho. So you heard about Ben Simmons, and you heard what Doc said about Ben Simmons yesterday as we talked about it and, you know, what the future is. Magic Johnson saying they've got to move on from him. That is the, the feeling that it's just time that what happened with Ben Simmons he can't recover from. Doc Rivers said, I don't know, when asked if he could be a point guard for a championship team. But then a more recent comment from Doc Rivers about Ben Simmons had to do with helping Ben Simmons get to where he needs to be. Take a listen. I'm positive uh, in Ben. I'm very bullish on Ben still. Um, and, um, but there's work, you know, Mark. There, are, there is. Uh, and Ben will be willing to do it. Uh, and that's the key. You know, sometimes you have to go through stuff to see it and, and be honest with it. There's areas that he can fix quickly, in my opinion. Or, and get better, and that will take him to another level. I look at this as a great challenge, but a best, definitely a doable one. I don't think the average person understands how hard it is to win. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you guys didn't win it again. Well, neither did 29 other teams. Having said that, I believe we can. 
uh, and I do believe we can. The pain has to drive you, but the will to win has to drive you even more. So there's that, which sounds like they want to try to help Ben Simmons become the player that they need him to be. Brian Windhorst suggesting yesterday that they might do things like make him shoot with the other hand. Like, it sounds pretty dramatic, Jay. Uh, no, it's not. Huh? I, I, we've been talking about this for years. Whenever Ben attacks the rim, he finishes with his right hand. He's been shooting with the wrong hand. It's just finally now somebody else has said it, and now it's becoming a topic of conversation. Like, I, Look, I like the fact that Doc Rivers decided to actually stand up for Ben. That's a lot more than what he did the other day when he yeah. said, I'm not sure he's the point guard of our future. Yeah, that or mean, you can win a championship with him. Yeah, but it'd be interesting. To see, I mean, how do you get this far and you're shooting with the wrong hand? Uh, how do you get this far? The guy was an all star. He's shooting with the wrong hand. Else. Can you then imagine? Then what's that say, Al? If all, well, it says that he's pretty talented. Yes. But it also says to me that they've got um, serious things to fix with his game. And can they do it? It remains to be seen. Sticky situation, one of sports best. We discuss next KJZ, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.